This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Let's jump right into our scripture. Amen. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, um, the 6th chapter and the 18th verse. Amen. What's happening here is Paul, the Apostle Paul, amen, the Apostle that uh, was converted on the road to Damascus. Uh, he was once an enemy of the church, but now became a minister for Christ, an apostle for Christ, amen, is dealing with the church at Corinth. Uh, if you remember me saying this before, this church was like a is described as a combination of New York, L.A., and Las Vegas. So there was a lot going on in this church. And from time to time, Paul had to deal with uh, certain issues. And in this instance, he had to deal with sexual sin. All right. Now, I know with our modern sensibilities, this is a touchy subject. But nonetheless, this is what God's leading us to do right now. So let's jump right into it. All right. So this is Paul dealing with the church at Corinth concerning sexual sin. Let's begin to read. Amen. The New International Reader's Version. And it reads, keep away from sexual sins. The King James says, flee sexual sins. All the other sins a person commits are outside the body. So like eating as Paul, as uh, excuse me, as Jesus described in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, chapter seven, verse 18, the food goes in and then goes out the body. But here Paul is talking about all other sins. A person commits are outside the body, but sexual sins are sexual sins are sins against their own body. So these are sins against your own body. Next verse, verse 19. Didn't you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know he's saying that your bodies are the homes or the abode of a portion of the Holy Spirit? Says the spirit is in you and you have received the spirit from God. So the Holy Spirit lives in us. So it's a confirmation of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that he lives inside believers. All right. You do not belong to yourselves. That's a touchy one right there. As Christians, we don't belong to ourselves. I'll get more into that. Next verse. Christ has paid the price for you. He's saying to the Corinthians who are believers he's speaking to. He says, so use your bodies in a way that honors God. All right. So this week, a message is you are not your own. Glorify the Lord with your life. Listen, we live in the 21st century. Uh, we are modern day Christians. But the teachings of Paul that he gave to the Corinthians still are um, uh, can be uh, applied to our lives as modern day people. Uh, as modern day people, we often um, uh, assume control of our own bodies from the standpoint of that we're not subject to God. Our appetites are not subject to God, that we can do whatever we want to do. But Paul said earlier, all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful, but I shall not be brought under the power of any. And we don't understand that our appetites, our desires, particularly our sexual des desires or the use of our bodies are 
uh, we often justify our the use of our bodies or our lives based on our appetites or our desires. But here Paul is saying that certain desires and in particular sexual desires are so strong that we should flee from them or we should keep away from them. Um, and that applies to the rest of our lives as well. There are certain things that we desire that we just have to remove ourselves from the temptation. Hallelujah. And I know the scripture talks about, and Paul wrote this as well, that there's no temptation known to man that uh, God won't make a way of escape. So when he, God makes that way of escape, we are to run that way. Amen. So we are all people of passions, like, like passions, like James was talking about. And we just need to understand that those areas of our lives, in particular, Paul here is talking about sexual desires. We have to, um, and, and, and sexual sin desires. We're not talking about between husband and wife, man and woman, husband and wife. We're talking about those things outside of marriage. We have to flee from, all right, like fornication and adultery. We have to flee from those things, amen, and keep our body, knowing that uh, our bodies are the house of the Holy Spirit or a portion of the Holy Spirit, and also we are not our own, and that might be the part that really gets us. We have to understand that we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. So like I said, our message is you are not your own. Glorify the Lord with your life. Our appetites don't justify our behavior. Amen. Hallelujah. Our behavior. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Must glorify the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Or should glorify the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. This is a touchy topic today. Let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And let God have his way. Father God, we thank you and praise you for everyone you've drawn to be a part of this service today. We thank you. We pray that you draw them, Lord God, to their lap laptops, to their computers, to their um, phones, to their tablets, to whatever Internet connected device that they are using. Draw them today that they might hear a word from you about your son, Lord God. Have your way like never before. Father God, this task you've given me today is too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today like never before. Have your way. I decrease that you might increase in me. Bless those that join the service today, Lord God. Reach them where they are. We thank you. We praise you. We bless you for this opportunity to have church, even if online. In Jesus' name, we pray. Somebody say amen. So we're dealing with you are not your own, which is a touchy subject. Glorify the Lord with your life. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. Let's let's look at this word glorify in the Greek, which the New Testament is written in. This word glorify was originally written in the root word doxazo. All right. Now, doxazo means valuing God for who he really is. It also means to render or esteem honor. So, uh. We, uh, as we glorify him uh, with our lives, with our bodies, we are rendering or esteeming honor unto God. We are keeping the body pure and sound in God's honor. We're doing it in honor of him. All right. Whatever our struggle is in the flesh, we want to run from that situation. Look at look for the opportunity that God creates to get out of it. Amen. Flee from it. And honor God in our bodies. All right. 
in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Now, we need to understand that before Christ's sacrifice, we were dead or separated from God in our trespasses and our sins, in, in that which we stepped over the line of the law and, 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 and with us falling short of the standard of the law. We, we were dead. We were separated from God. That was our state before we received Christ as our Lord and Savior. Let's look into that. Let's look into the scriptures that deal with that. We're going to go to Ephesians 2 and 1, the King James Version. This is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus. All right. And here he says, and you have he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So he's speaking of Christ making us alive. Uh, and we were once dead in our trespasses and sins before Christ. Verse two, he says, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of of the power of the air speaking of the devil we walked according to how the world does things we walked or lived according to how uh the demonic influence was in our lives he says the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience the children of disobedience being those that are unsaved uh those that are operating according to their uh their passions and their desires that are unsanctified all right they are uh, whether they know it or not they are being influenced by the devil through demonic forces all right not trying to get too deep today but this is the truth of god's word let's go on to the new script next scripture verse three among whom also we all including pastor brown by the way had our conversation or our lifestyles in times past in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath that we were subject to the wrath of God even as others all right this is speaking about where Christ delivered us from uh, before we were saved all right next ver next thing that, that's where we were we were dead in our trespasses and sins we were separated from God living a sinful lifestyle we were living according to our lusts our uh, unsanctified passions and appetites amen and we were separated from god or we were dead in our trespasses and sins all right that's where we as christians came from all right now let's look at we were quickened together with christ so we were made alive together with christ let's see what paul is saying here says, but God, who is rich in mercy. Now, we need to know that God is rich in mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For his great love, wherewith he loved us. God loves us with a great love. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but he was rich in mercy, and he loved us with a great love. Hallelujah. Let's take comfort in that. Verse 5, even when we were even when we were dead in sins have quickened us so when we were dead god made us alive through jesus hallelujah he have quickened us together with christ so when christ rose was was uh rose from the dead god rose him from the dead raised him from the dead excuse me hallelujah glory to god those of us that um got saved we are we come 
from death to life with him. All right. This is by grace ye are saved. And have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So what am I saying all here? Amen. Hallelujah. Christ being the God man. Uh, being man and God. He died for our sins. He took our sins upon himself. Amen. He was the sin offering. Amen. And died a physical death. When he rose from the dead as mankind's representative. Amen. All those who receive him as Lord and Savior rise from the dead, being dead in sins and trespasses, rise from the dead with him. Amen. And now we are, we talked about before, we are one in spirit with Christ. So we sit together with him in heavenly places. Amen. We have authority. We are legally, we legally sit with him. We spiritually sit with him. Physically, obviously, we're still here on the earth. One day we will be with him uh, in bodily form in heavenly places. But right now we're still physically on the earth, but spiritually and legally we are with Christ. He's our representative. Amen. So all these scriptures were pointing out where we came from and who we are now. All right. Spiritually, we have authority with Christ in heavenly places. He is our representative, just like how on earth we send representatives to Washington, D.C. to represent us. And it's like we're there because our representative is there. So in the same way, Jesus is now at the right hand of God, representing mankind as the God man. We are there. He represents us. And, and because his spirit lives in us, as we talked about in First Corinthians chapter six, we are one with him in spirits, the same Holy Spirit that lives in us. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're connected. It's his spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ lives in us. So we are one with Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And as he sits in heavenly places, we legally, we spiritually do as well and have that authority. So we have to understand who we are as Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, not be controlled by our carnal or our non-spiritual desires and passions that are not sanctified. There are desires that are sanctified. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good for me to um, be married to my wife and to spend time with her and things of that nature. That's good. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's not good for me to desire another woman. Amen. And to be with her. That is not good. That is not sanctified. I am a, I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we're the Holy Spirit portion of the Holy Spirit resides. Amen. So this is all about hallelujah. Uh, having our lifestyles, dedicated to God, glorifying him, honoring him. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Amen. Dedicating your life and lifestyle to God is an act of worship. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, as I was saying before, as modern day Christians and modern people in a modern world, we believe our lives are our own. And we can do whatever we want to do. You know, and no, God won't stop you from doing what you want to do. This is something, this is an act of the will deciding that I want to do God's will. And that I need to be empowered by God to do it because I can't do it on my own. Amen. 
But this is, this is establishing the doctrine where we understand that we are not our own, yet we must decide that we want to flow with God's will and not justify our actions because of our bodily appetites. All right. And that's what was happening during the time of Paul. People were justifying their sinful actions based on their desires, their passions that were outside of the will of God. And here Paul was establishing where human beings came from, believing human beings came from. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. And now we may still have those desires in us, if we're going to be honest, but we must understand that they are not from God and that we must flee from those things that challenge us, that are tempt us, that are our weaknesses, because he'll create a way of escape and dedicate our life and lifestyles to God as an act of worship. Let's look at the scriptures that deal with that. All right. This is Paul again talking to the church at Rome. Uh, this is Romans 12 and 1, the New International Reader's Version. And it reads, uh, brothers and sisters, God has shown you his mercy. So all of us have been shown God's mercy. We all deserved hell, but he has shown us his mercy, uh, particularly to those of us that are believers. So I am asking you to offer up your bodies to him while you are still alive. So Paul is not demanding here, but he is asking the believers. And, 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 and we as modern day Christians are being asked uh, through our will. We are being asked to offer up our bodies while we're still alive, to, to dedicate our lives to God, our lifestyles uh, to God. It's an act of your will. God's not going to make you do it. It's an act of your will. And many of us have struggles in our flesh. All right. I have challenges in my flesh. Amen. And I ask God to help me. Amen. But it starts with your will. What do you decide to do? Do you understand that some of the desires that are in you are not of God and that you want to follow God? But it's an act of your will. And then you ask God for help to be able to execute that lifestyle because as human beings, we can't do it in our own strength. Amen. But it does start with our wills. So he's asking, uh, he says, I'm asking you to offer up your bodies to him while you are still alive. Your bodies are holy sacrifice that is pleasing to God. When you offer your bodies to God, you are worshiping him in the right way. So we are worshiping God in the right way. When we make a decision that we want to live holy unto the Lord. Now, holiness is just not up to us. Like I said, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit must empower us and strengthen us to live that way. But the first step is through your will, deciding that you want to live holy unto the Lord. It starts with your will. A lot of times we justify our choices based on our desires. And that will that what. That is what was happening during the time when Paul wrote these various scriptures. The Christians were justifying their sinful acts based on their desires. They were saying like, well, you know, my body desires to eat and God doesn't condemn that. So God probably he's not going to uh, condemn my sexual sin. Well, they don't equate. We, we, we read about in 1 Corinthians 6 how sexual sin was a sin against your own body. While in Matthew 7, 18, 
Jesus spoke about how uh, even if we ate things that were not right, that it would go in the body, go through the stomach, and then go back out the body again. So they don't equate. All right? Glory to God. So this week, we're, we're talking about living a life that glorifies God. And we all, have, as human beings, have been challenged in one way or another from doing that. But we have to be careful not to justify our actions based on our desires like these Christians 2,000 years ago did. All right. So we can't justify our actions based on our desires. All right. Let's go to ne the next verse here. Verse two of Romans 12. New International Readers Version. He said, Paul says, don't live the way the world lives. And sometimes as Christians, we do. Let your way of thinking be completely changed. Or this is about repentance. When we um, a change of mind. Hallelujah. Lining our thinking up with scripture. Then you will be able to test what God wants for you. And you will agree that what he wants is right. His plan, his, his plan is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, God's plan for you is better than you have for your own life. God knows what you have need of. And wants to bless you in a way that you can't even imagine. Amen. Hallelujah. I know, you know, those of us that are part of Living Waters, you've heard me share these testimonies before. But those of you who are visitors or just joining us for the first time. Amen. Um, I, for my own personal testimony, I did not desire my wife. I wanted a woman that was not in the church that did not love Jesus. God kept presenting his better choice to me in my wife because we went to church together, but I desired a woman that was outside of the church that did not love Jesus. Now, obviously God had a better plan for me than I desired out of my flesh. I desired someone who was not the best choice for me. He desired someone who was the best choice for me. When I came to my senses through um, things not working in my favor, my choices did not work in my favor, my, my actions did not work in my favor, I woke up and decided that God's will was better for me than my choice for me. Realizing that I am not my own. I've been paid for with the price. I've been paid for by the blood of Jesus. As Christians, we've been paid for with a price. That price is the blood of Jesus. And we are not our own. I know the world doesn't operate that way. I know modern day thinking doesn't operate that way. I know this is offensive to many of you. But the reality of it is that we as Christians are not our own. We weren't even our own when we were in sin. We were sold into sin. Our choices sold us into sin. We were, as we talked about from Ephesians, amen, we were subject to how the world operated and to the prince of the power of the air. We weren't even our own when we were in sin. We were being influenced. We were being controlled. Because the, the enemy looks to control you while through Christ we are giving an opportunity to make the right choice. And then he will empower us to execute it. Amen. Hallelujah. So my point being is God has God's desires for you are better than you have for yourself. 
Amen. And that when we make a decision that we want his will in our lives, it was so out far bless us. Uh, so out far uh, and, and be better than what we desired for ourselves. Amen. Glory to God. Let me say this too, though. Here's a little dirty secret. Amen. That uh, I shouldn't call it a little dirty secret. Here's a secret that's not really talked about a lot. When we decide to live for the Lord, there will be a degree of suffering in your flesh. What do I mean by that? When I decide that I'm no longer going to be subject to my unholy desires and appetites my, in my body, I will feel a degree of suffering. Because I'm not getting that quick gratification that my appetite is telling me to get in a sinful way. All right. But Jesus also said, if we suffer with him, we're going to reign with him. All right. So there is I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you. There is a suffering. Amen. I, at, uh, you know, at, at as in my late teens and early 20s, I lived celibate or without fornicating for four years and there was my body still desired to do uh, the things I used to do but I made a decision not to the Holy Spirit empowered me not to but there was still some suffering in my body all right and that's just what it is I loved Christ enough that I, I desire to endure the suffering until I got married. Amen. That's just this is just me being really 100 percent transparent with you today as we're dealing with. Let your lives glorify the Lord. Amen. We are not our own. Let's move on. Give your life in service to God. What are we talking about here? Let's go to Galatians 513. The New International Reader's Version. Amen. This is Paul speaking to the church at Galatia. He says, my brothers and sisters, you were chosen to be free. So we were chosen as Christians. We were chosen to be free. Hallelujah. Free from the law and free from um, those desires that are not in line with God's will. But don't use your freedom as an excuse to live under the power of sin. So grace is not a license to sin. Let me say that again. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is not a license to sin. It's a license to live for God. It is uh, your sins being washed away past, present, and future. But that does not give us a license to sin. Amen. Hallelujah. So he says, but don't use your freedom as an excuse to live under the power of sin. Instead, serve one another in love. Now, when I make a choice, when you make a choice to live holy before the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to do it. You are serving your brother and sister. You are serving the world because too many times the world has been tripped up and confused or young Christians have been tripped up and confused because they saw those of us who they esteemed as being uh, mature Christians mess up in front of them, have a walk and operate in a license to live in a way that does not glorify God. We trip up our younger Christians or those that are not Christians who are investigating Christianity and looking at us from afar whether we know it or not by our choices to live unholy and justifying those choices 
either by saying it's my appetite or my desire to do this or saying, well, let me do this because God's going to forgive me anyway. That's not love. That's not loving your brother and sister. That is selfishly doing what we want to do. And we've all done it, including Pastor Brown. We've all done it. I'm not talking about me now in my life. I'm talking about at one time in my life as a Christian, amen, in my teens as a Christian, amen, I did not look out for my brothers and sisters in the faith, or I did not look out for those investigating God, amen, I became a stumbling block to them. So we don't want to be a stumbling block to those who are investigating Christianity or those that are young in Christianity because our lifestyle choices are not in line with God's will for holiness in our lives. Amen. So grace is not a license to sin. Amen. Grace has freed us from the power of sin. Amen. So if we're not freed from the power of sin. We're not operating in grace. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's move on. Galatians 5.14. The whole law is fulfilled by obeying this one commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. We've said that over the last few weeks. This scripture that Paul is quoting from Leviticus 19.18. Amen. As we were young Christians and wanted to see someone set an example before us. Can't we do that before others? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for us at the end. Amen. Because I realize we all have struggles. We're going to, I'm going to pray for us at the end. Amen. Let your light shine before men. The words of Christ from the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5:16. New International Reader's Version reads, In the same way, let your light shine so others can see. Speaking of your lifestyle. Then... They will see the good things you do. That's how we know what light is. Hallelujah. In, in the context of the scriptures, it says, then they will see the good things you do. That's the light. And they will bring glory to your father who is in heaven. Let's look at this word glory again. Amen. In this context, it is the same word, but it means uh, doxazo. It means to praise, extol, extol meaning praise, enthusiastic or magnify or celebrate. So when we live a good and holy life before the world, it brings praise or enthusiastic praise. Uh, it, it magnifies and celebrates God before the world. Hallelujah. Then these are the words of Christ. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who art in heaven. When we live when we make a decision to live holy in God, in his will, amen, ask the Holy Spirit to empower us to do it, amen, hallelujah, then hallelujah, it draws, it is a light to those that are investigating Christ, to those that are young in Christ, amen, hallelujah, that might inspire them to live for him in a holy manner as well. Hallelujah. Let's remember, amen, that when we make a choice to do it God's way, it far exceeds, hallelujah, us making a choice to do it our own way as we spoke about earlier. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
Let me wind this up, amen, because it won't be before you long today, amen. In conclusion, as believers, we glorify God or we esteem him, we extol him, we give him praise and honor when we flee from sexual sin, amen. That's a struggle for many of us, amen, hallelujah. We can't stand there and be in it, amen, hallelujah. Listen, you have, uh, you really like somebody and you want to be with them, hallelujah, eventually, amen, but you decide to entertain each other in, uh, in, in, in a manner, like you go to inspiration point or you're in someone's bedroom and everything, that is not the ideal situation to be in to avoid sexual sin we got to flee sexual sin that's just how, how you know i have young men always coming to me uh how do they deal with this how did you got to run from it even at my age i have to run from it i can't be in its presence i can't be in a tempting sexual situation and just say i'm strong i can handle it no i gotta run from it just like joseph the reason joseph in the bible ran from potiphar's wife is because he couldn't deal with it he ran from it joseph was a holy man but being holy sometimes you gotta run from it hallelujah so flee sexual sin all right number two know that our bodies are the abode of the home of the holy spirit when we go into these situations and we fail, we sin, the Holy Spirit goes with us. He's with us forever, it says in John 14, 16. We bring him into sinful situations. So we have to remember that he lives inside of us forever. And we don't want to disrespect him or make him feel uncomfortable by bringing him in situations that are sinful. Number three, got to understand that our lives are not our own, and that's a challenge with our modern sensibilities. Your life is not your own. We were dead in trespasses and sins. Jesus paid the price for us and made it by dying at the cross and shedding his blood. He paid for our sins. He ransomed us from, our, from mankind selling himself into sin. Adam sold himself into sin and subsequently we being inside of Adam in seed form, we all sinned when he sinned, amen. Jesus freed us from that, being the second Adam, freed us from that by laying down his own life. Amen. Hallelujah. And he freed us. He bought. He purchased us. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to understand that our lives are not our own. However, his burden is, uh, his, his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Hallelujah. So we have a choice. Amen. Hallelujah. To follow his will. But understand that legally we're not our own. Hallelujah. That, that's, that's something that you need to really go to God about. Amen. You are not your own. Thy will be done, Jesus said. Thy kingdom come when he was in the garden of Gethsemane. You are not your own. Number four, recognize that Christ's death paid the price for our lives. His blood ransomed us from the power or the hold that sin had over our lives and the devil. Amen. And death. Amen. His life ransomed us from those things. All right, paid for our ransom. We were enslaved. Now we are free and we should use our freedom to serve the Lord, not uh, for our own sinful desires. Uh, number five, honor and esteem God through our holy lifestyles. Now we honor God. We could say we love God and thank you, Jesus, and praise him and all that. But when we honor him, when we worship him, it's through a holy lifestyle. Without a holy lifestyle, we're not honoring him. We're not worshiping him. We could sing till the cows come home, but 
we're not honoring him if our lifestyle does not line up with the word. Amen. And it can only do that as we make a decision to live for him and then ask the Holy Spirit to empower us to do so. Paul said uh, in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, uh, his, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. When we acknowledge our weakness, amen, that our desires are unholy and our, our, and our ability to carry out a whole holy lifestyle are not within our capability, then God makes his strength perfect in us because now we're, we acknowledge we can't do it on our own and we need his help. Amen. Number six, amen, and finally, honor, I mean, voluntarily. So this is, God's not going to force us to do anything. This is voluntarily. Surrender our lives for God's use to bring attention to the Lord Jesus Christ before the world through our lifestyles. That's from Matthew 5, 16. We have to voluntarily surrender our lives. He's not, we're not robots. Part of love is that God made free moral agents we were free moral agents when god made man he was a free moral agent uh, he he was not a robot he had a will he had a choice he had volition amen so we must voluntarily surrender our lives for god's use to bring attention to the lord jesus christ before the world through our lifestyles amen glory to god hallelujah I said I wanted to pray for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me do that. Amen. Many of us have struggles in our bodies, in our flesh. Now, when, I'm, uh, when I say flesh, I'm speaking of human nature. And we have perceptions and ideas that have been shaped by the world and influenced by the devil and not by God. God had me to bring forth this message because he understands you far better than me. I, I don't know what your struggles are. I don't know what you're going through, but he does. Amen. And I fought God on sharing this message today, but this is what he wanted us to hear. Amen. But I'm going to pray for you today. Amen. Hallelujah. For those that of us that are struggling, struggling with sexual sins, struggling with uh, whether you believe or not that you are not your own, struggling with other things in the flesh, and you Christian, amen. And then I'm going to pray for those of you who are not Christians, amen, hallelujah, who would like to be invited to the family of God. So let me pray for those of us that are struggling that are Christians right now. Father God, I thank and praise you for your word today. And I thank you for what you're doing and I lift up those that are struggling in their flesh, struggling with fornication, struggling with adultery, struggling with masturbation, struggling, Lord God, uh, in their mentalities, in their thoughts, in their perceptions, struggling with whether they are yours or not, or if their lives are their own. I pray, Lord God, that you unveil your loving kindness, your mercy to them, hallelujah that you would be a strong influence in their lives and unveil your truth and also deliver them from their struggles lord god as you once delivered me have your way in their lives like never before we thank you we praise you we bless you in jesus name 
Amen. Listen, if you're really serious about this struggle, I need you to say these words with me, even where you are. Just say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And I am no longer under sin. I give you, God, my struggles in my flesh. And I ask you by way of your spirit to empower me to live a life that is holy and glorifies and honors you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. I want to encourage you to say a prayer similar to that every day, declaring yourself to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and watch your struggles fade away. Amen. As you declare and decree who you are and whose you are, your struggles will dissipate. Amen. Listen, you don't know the Lord Jesus. And you have a lifestyle that's all over the place and you're struggling and you're panicked during this uh, pandemic and you are upset about the political wranglings that are going on. And you believe that, uh, uh, you know, the country is not heading in the direction that you want or whatever it is, whatever your struggle is. Amen. Your creator wants to have a relationship with you. And this relationship is fostered through the Lord Jesus Christ. God saw that we were in need of help and from his complex unity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Son decided to come and to pay for the sins of mankind, past, present, and future, amen, to legally take care of the sin issue through offering his own life in your stead, to become your scapegoat die in your place and in my place amen this is how god has chosen hallelujah to save you and i amen so if that's you and you want a relationship with your creator you want to know what his will is for your life you want a better lifestyle although as i mentioned earlier amen there will be some suffering because you won't get everything you want when you want it Amen. In, in an attempt for God to mature you in his ways. He does that. Amen. Hallelujah. But if that's you and you want a different lifestyle, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. Say, I believe you died for my sins, my imperfections. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence, as the payment for my sins and my imperfections. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, now say amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.